0: this is alan this is brandon and welcome to d6 minutes the companion podcast to dice over everything where we choose a bunch of topics about miniatures and talk about them for as long as the dice decide all right well i guess this is mostly going to be
1: related to us heading off to adepticon in 2023 so -hmm. so the first question is what have you been doing for the hobby to prepare to go to adepticon over the last week why you gotta be so specific?
0: Four minutes. Because if you haven't been, you've been slacking. <laughs> <laughs> Putting me on the spot. Um, um, um so uh because you know we've been going we're we've signed up for an infinity event. Um there's a couple of models that I wanted to paint so that we could bring them, but like you said, I've been slacking, and I need to rush them if we're going to actually use them. Or change the list so we don't actually have to use it. So uh, so there's there's a model. I'm, I'm going to be bringing assassins for uh, for the doubles tournament. And there's a model that doesn't actually... Well, So there's a, a profile in assassins that we were planning on bringing that doesn't actually have a, a model. Yara Haddad, because she is the boss. Yeah. Uh, she's amazing. Uh, for her points. She's just like super versatile, especially in assassins, because she has MSV2 and an AP marksman rifle, which is just overall very, very useful. Uh, and on top of that, she can give anyone in her uh, Link team for deployment, which is. If you don't play Infinity, you have no idea what I'm talking about, but it's pretty good. She can basically <laughs> shoot through clouds and make you get additional deployment area for some guys. It's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. So, unfortunately, because she doesn't have a model, I had to like, so I do have one model that I, I I was using before, uh, that was, that's um a uh shoot, what do you call them? Is it the a character odalisk. Just... No, mm-hmm. I just use an odalisk. Yep. Um, but with a Spitfire. But then I was thinking, I was like, actually, you know, what's a better model for that? And I was planning on using that, but then I was like, oh, what, what's a better model than what probably most people end up using is the uh morbid toreg uh sniper rifle Mm -hmm. and i so happened to have one just stored away uh and so i broke it out i sprayed it and i started to paint it but i'm like
1: that's a hard thing to paint quickly that has a really detailed cloak on it
0: yeah yeah so i could do it it's just i have other stuff to paint too (laughs) yeah and the God's coming up so uh yeah i mean
1: I mean, I have three of those Toregs, but I've painted none of them. Let's just not go over how I have oh, yeah. three of them when they come in a giant box of ten models.
0: I do have one already painted, but it's the old one, which is a little bit of lead in it, so I threw that one away. Technically, I didn't throw it away; it's in a box, so I don't. I'm refusing to use it. Okay. So if I bring, if I use that model, uh, I will have to paint that that mini, or otherwise, I'll just not use that model in our lists, which is another possibility. And we'll be talking about that because our, yeah. How about you? So I think on the last one I mentioned was doing
1: one model for Arena Rex that you gave to me to paint to fill out your collection so I have enough guys to run. And Mm -hmm. it's the Medusa one I talked about last time. And it's got a lot of, like, cloth on it that in the Mm -hmm. studio scheme has the translucent parts to it. So I've been working at trying to paint the translucent parts of the cloth, which is basically so far just taking the... (laughs) <laughs> the skin tone and the cloth color, just jam them together, then wash it into it, and then just kind of uh-huh. not paint the shadows onto that area, and then do the yeah. highlights like it was the non-translucent cloth, but over the translucent parts. To Otherwise, I think it'll be... There's probably another way to do it, but that seems like the least crazy way to do it that I've yeah, taken. Yeah,
0: time is running out, for sure. Exactly. <laughs> How about Infinity? The thing that I've been threatened about. I guess we've got 30
1: seconds left, so... Yeah.
0: How we save that for another question,
1: possibly for another time. All right, yeah, sure. No, turn it into a question. There we go. <laughs>
0: uh, all right, so that's what we've been working on, um, and uh, now now on to other questions. So finishing off some of the questions that we've had long been thinking about. Um, how much would you pay per mini if your local store printed them off? Four minutes. All right.
1: So I think that brings me to like how much I'm willing to pay for miniatures the store already sells. Uh-huh. Probably the easiest way to look at that. Uh-huh. And I would look at the high point on things that I'm not willing to buy and bring GW into this. Where they try and sell you like a very basic lieutenant for a space marine, and it's like forty five dollars Canadian. Then I would just be like, no. Even though, because like, with the 3D printing, you can get a, like mm-hmm. customization to it. Because often the sculptors will give you some different options and stuff like that if you're getting something premium. And kind of the like the space marine heroes have those options on their sprue too. So I see those as being comparable. And once you hit sure. that like forty five dollar price point for one miniature, uh, mm-hmm. I'm out. So that that's not happening. In terms of like comparing it to other
0: skulls, so that's like the top level, right? Like, no matter what, you're not going to be paying forty five dollars for a miniature, no matter what. Yeah. But now we're talking about your store is 3D printing off the mini for you, right? mm Mm-hmm.
1: So. And so. Yeah, we're talking like a twenty-eight millimeter scale thing here. Yeah. As kind of the standard. Mm -hmm. So. I'm easily willing to pay like twenty five dollars for just standard figures, for like. Okay. So I th- I would go beyond that to get something more custom. I think because that's just what it takes. Like a twenty five dollar figure, is just like standard, from your usual range. But if I want this the store is, to do this something, is like a fancy
0: custom, one.
1: Yeah. Right? Like a fancy twenty eight millimeter, i willing to pay twenty five for, or something just like limited edition ish that you have to you uh-huh. can pre order. I think I'd be willing to go to like. 32 Canadian to have the store just make what I want if it was just like random crap they're offering I probably wouldn't go that high but if it's like okay here's something SDL I have this size that I want you to put the effort into like printing I think I'd be willing to go to that point but I wouldn't do it very often at that price I would only do like a couple a year at that price not a whole army if you're talking like building yeah. a whole squad of 10 at that price no I wouldn't do that
0: so, so when you think about the store 3D printing a model for you, you just think about it directly comparable to buying a miniature off-the-shelf kind of thing. To yes. you, there's not really a difference. Assuming the store does all the cleanup and everything, there really is no difference, you're, you're saying. You don't mm-hmm. feel anything in terms of necessarily premiumness or or uh, cheapness, e- even though it's being 3D printed at the store. Well, if they use good quality, if they're using like yeah. 8, 8K, then... Then I yeah. don't feel the difference. So the idea is basically as long as you get the good qual like you get the same quality, like there's no intrinsic cheapness or expensiveness that you feel.
1: Yeah, I just see it as something that's more limited edition because it's like more of a uh-huh. one off than just having like piles okay. of these like D D figures shipped that you would just like yeah. throw in a
0: box with no case that are worth three bucks a piece. So there is some sort of premium for them printing them off on demand for you yeah compared to other
1: exclusive stuff. Interesting. They have okay. to put their personal labor into it rather than like the sculpt rather than just the company having putting up a projection run.
0: Yeah, interesting because for me when I look at it because I have a 3d printer, uh, the alternative is not just it's somewhere in between where because I feel like I could possibly go home and print this myself. I'm coming at it almost from the other end, where I look at it and I'm like, well, how much effort would I be willing to put into 3D printing it myself, calibrating, making sure everything works, if there's a bad print, going back and like redoing it, which is like kind of a pain in the ass, honestly. Um, and how much is that actually worth? And when I look at uh, miniatures, like there's one thing about... Like, if, if there was a store that just 3D printed, like, 3D printed it for me, that is worth a decent chunk per miniature, right? So, I so to me, I feel like I would probably pay current rates of miniatures that there's, like, what is that? Like, depending on the miniature, if there's, and it's, it's kind of funny because of the way that the, the build plates work, it is somewhat similar in terms of printing, right? If you're printing a one-off miniature, even though you have, like, you know, you know, it's 3D printed, right? You can actually, it's the same amount of time, and not exactly the same amount of effort, but there's, like, a lot, there's a, a base amount of effort per print. Yep. So one miniature is actually, like, if you print five miniatures, you're saving a lot of time rather mm-hmm. than printing the one miniature. So it is kind of like the boxes. So, so to me, I'd be like, to pay like ten, what is it? So, so right now, ten minutes, ten dollars per miniature is depending on if you're buying a squad of space Marines. That's still kind of expensive, right? Yeah. So I guess my actual preference
1: from buying 3D miniatures online for a small, uh-huh. like warband army for our game. I was willing to pay eight dollars a miniature, but those were of no known lower quality for like 4K or 2K.
0: Yeah, I that's true though. When you compare that to, yeah, honestly, man, I really have. So that's
1: the price I actually paid. (laughs) I'm like, this is how much I like I was willing to talk out at just from people Etsy. I would definitely pay. Yeah,
0: I would definitely. I, for depending on the miniatures like there are definitely miniatures I would pay ten dollars for them to print. and if I just had like an STL and, I'm, and I just wanted to, and I send it to them and they printed it off, if they charge ten dollars per mini, I'd probably do that quite a bit actually. Yeah, I guess uh, if it was twenty dollars per mini um, because I have my own 3D printer, it would have to be it would be rare but it's possible that I might do it just because of the amount of effort.
1: Yeah, I guess you got to consider the, whether you had to pay for the STL or not, because that does add to your cost of trying to get that miniature. Like, That's true. You got to pay the store, and you got to pay for the STL usually.
0: So, twenty dollars, including the STL, is not that crazy, depending on like the quality of the STL and how big it is, and all those kind of things, right? Mm-hmm. So I think it's probably somewhere between ten and twenty dollars. Uh, I if they're like for a certain level. I uh, Maybe there's some like for them to fully replace, I don't know, space greens or something. Not that I buy them. Maybe it'd have to go a bit lower, but maybe around ten dollars is is a is right now I would pay for. Yeah, I think that's what I would actually pay, and which is why I don't usually buy. Maybe fifteen off with FC. the SDL. Fifteen dollars with the SDL. Yeah, and which maybe means would be if it fun. gets like handed, like if I can just go and pick it up, right? Okay, Better well, pretty nice. I think we've
1: gone over on that
0: one, so. All right.
1: Shall. What's that last one? Shall I go for one, then? We've gone four and four.
0: That's it? Yeah. No, didn't we do... But including the... uh, What we've been doing. Was that one? That was...
1: Yeah. What? (laughs) I think I thought it was four. Oh, oh,
0: yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah, one more. Yep.
1: Okay. So...
0: On the note of
1: going back to Adepticon, or do you Are have a you question right? that's burning a hole in your in your phone screen? No, no, it's fine. Okay. So for going to Adepticon, or I guess you can say any tournament, <clears throat> and because there's so many more games available there that you might want to try that you don't play all the time, we've got ourselves mm-hmm. into a situation of playing games that we don't have that much experience with. So my question mm-hmm. is, like in the maybe two months or not nah, even more than that, in the three months leading up to going to play a game at a tournament, how many times do you feel like you'd want to have played that game in those last three months?
0: <laughs> three okay. minutes. At least three times, which is why we need to play more Arena Rex.
1: Is, is, is that just because that's how many times we're going to be able to play Arena Rex? Or is that... <laughs> Which is this the chicken before the egg, or is this just yes, like justification of, of what you, you've done? Three
0: minutes, three minutes are rolled. Three minutes we're going to. I think we should play more. Like I think we're gonna go into a X playing too too few games. So I, yep. to me, in the past in the past three months, you probably want to play at least like five games. Is my thought. Uh,
1: I think I would agree with that too, because three, which we haven't played yet for the game Arena we're gonna play a whole day X. tournament of. Yeah. Does not feel like enough, especially like if you haven't. Maybe if you played it like as your game for a year, then you took a break. Uh, okay, yeah. maybe. But if you literally like not played it almost at but, all. But here's the thing: we've it left up. it
0: for too late because if we go and and jam in a whole bunch of games, we might get exhausted, and then we won't necessarily enjoy Arena Rex when we play it for the full day. Like if we if we do a if we jam. Like, four or five games in a day. That is true. Then it might be so painful that when we go to the tournament, we won't be as jazzed.
1: Yeah. So
0: or maybe we should just jam four or five games just to be ready. By the way, uh, since we have the time, since I think we basically said five games already, um, for Rex. I asked the question that we were looking for, and this is a PSA for all you Arena Rex players out there. So there was some some th- stuff with the new rules that we weren't sure about. Um, when you push someone into a friendly model, it only occurs one time.
1: So bad it's effects only the first
0: occur. time per action. Bad effects do occur. What? What do you mean? Uh, no, no, no. When you push your... So Enemy when one an attacker, no, when attacker pushes an, uh, a defender into an attacker's ally, mm-hmm. and the attacker gets plus one uh, successes. It's yep. only happens once per uh, action. Okay, all right. So it is actually harder and to get
1: like maxing out damage.
0: The mm-hmm. idea is, uh, it's only when they touch, basically. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you know when you push against the guy, he's a, they're already against the person. So if you then do a follow up attack, they're already against the person. They're not gonna get pushed again
1: into yeah. the person. Yeah, I think one of the things that Arena Rex could have used in their rule book was like examples that they yeah. don't do. There lots of rule books.
0: Yeah, because colloquially, do. when you think pushing into, well, does that mean that if they're already touching? They, they are not pushed into them because they already were pushed into them, which is what I think the the wording of the text is supposed to mean. And f- from the answer that I heard, that seems to be what it is. Uh, uh, and the other way you think about it, like in the old rules it just said it only happens once, right? Which is why I was like, well, this is seems better and I guess that's just the change of the rules, but like apparently not it it's apparently has to do with already touching. So I, I and if you do examples that kind of helps people figure that out. Yeah, rather than having to sort of interpret the most literal way. So, all right, I think we... That's why you need to play five times. But you also apparently, in between the games, you need to look up rules and ask questions on the rules forums. I Hmm. I, I asked on um, Discord. Because otherwise we'll have five games of a game that you guys made up and is entirely different from the actual game uh, you'll be playing because you've got a whole bunch of rules wrong. Yeah, well, I guess that's
1: enough back to your thing about spreading the games out and not burning yourself out. Also, in addition to not burning yourself out, you have time to just not play it wrong over and over in the course of one day.
0: Yeah, yep, totally true. So, yeah, so that's the last thing. So, hopefully, we'll get in five games for all the games we're playing there, uh, except for the demo games that we're going to go play. Don't give me those wide eyes, we're going to get it done. Don't worry about it. Anyways. Hey, what, uh, <laughs> <huh>? <laughs> Uh yeah, so uh if you have any questions for us, uh give us a shout at contact at diceovereverything.com. Yep, or find us on Facebook or Dice Over Everything. This has been Alan. Yeah, it's been Brandon. Bye